and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to note that I've replied to over 1,500 listener emails since the start of the podcast. I think it's awesome that the stories can inspire kids to draw pictures and share their own ideas. So feel free to reach out and share your drawings or your story ideas because they inspire me too. And that's great that we can grow as artists, writers, and creators together. Now let's get into some shout-outs. Boreas from Ashland, Oregon just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Boreas. For your birthday, I-, I hope you got a magic staff that turns homework into jelly beans and a pet ninja cat and a ring that shoots fire and a house plant that grows magical flowers and a big bucket of goofballs. Boreas, if you were a character in the stories, you'd be the ageless wizard in the old crooked tower. And you would look like a kid, but really be like 200 years old. Thanks for listening, Boreas. And Leo Ledbetter from Florida is also a huge fan. Leo, if you were a character in the stories, you'd be a wizard who can turn into a tree beast. Thanks for listening, Leo. Today's story is titled Maxo Strikes Part 3. I hope you like it. On the trip back to Hampshire Island, Milo and June brainstormed ways they could defeat Maxo and his red dragon. They had him outnumbered. It was Milo, June, Max, Eugene the Grey Dragon, Shade the Shadow Dragon, and Sheila the Unicorn Dragon. All of them versus Maxo and his red dragon. But his red dragon was huge, much bigger than Eugene or Shade or Sheila. And Maxo could freeze people, stopping them right in their tracks. Milo and June wondered what else he was capable of. They all touched down on Hampshire Island and told the residents there to find a safe place to hide until everything was resolved. June made a basic map of the island and they started planning. Max began. All right, the first thing we need to do is separate Maxo and his dragon. Yeah, that dragon's huge and full of fire, said Milo. Where do we even start? Max pulled out a clear glass vial from his pack. It was sealed with a cork, and the liquid inside was black. With this, I got it from tubes. It's a single dose, so we've only got one shot. What does it do? asked June. It'll shrink the red dragon down to the size of a dog, said Max. We try and hit him with this first, and then deal with Maxo on his own. Milo reached out for the vial, and Max handed it to him. I could put this on the end of an arrow, said Milo, peering into the black liquid. Max and Eugene shared a look. But you'd only have one shot, Milo, said Max. That's all there is. I only need one shot, Milo replied, and he got to work attaching the glass vial to the tip of an arrow. All right, then, you should be here, up in this tree, maybe, said Max, drawing on June's map. Then, when Maxo lands, me and the dragons will fight him and sort of lure him over here near the tree where Milo is hidden with his bow and the shrink potion arrow. What about me? asked June. So I was thinking that you be hidden nearby with the net that Tubes gave you, said Max. If you activate your invisibility ring, then maybe if we get Maxo near your position, you can toss the net over him and, well, hopefully that'll be it. Okay, then, how about this big rock here, said June, pointing to a nearby rock and drawing it on the map. I'll tuck in down there, go invisible when Max gets close, and net him as soon as I can. 
Okay, then. Sounds like a plan, said Max. Anything else? There's a cave entrance over here, said June, drawing on the map. If things get too crazy, we can always retreat in there. Everyone nodded, and they all got to work. Milo finished attaching the glass vial of shrink potion to an arrow. He climbed up into the tree and found a good spot to wait. June dug into the ground around the huge rock, giving herself a nice little crevice to hide in at the base of the rock. Max and the dragons waited in a bit of a circle, hoping they could surround Maxo once he arrived. Luckily, they didn't have to wait long. They saw Maxo long before he got close. His red dragon was so big it could be seen from miles away. And Maxo saw Max and the dragons waiting for him. He landed fearlessly, his red dragon hissing and growling at the others. Most dragons could talk, but there were some dragons so wild and feral that they had no capacity for the spoken word. This dragon was one of those, a true beast that Maxo was only able to tame through some dark magic. Max! My brother, I hope you've come to join me as island kings, Maxo yelled. You know that's not the case, said Max. I've come to stop you, Maxo. Ah, what a pity. You used to be so fun. Being a good guy has made you so boring, yelled Maxo. You know you can't just go around conquering islands, right? Said Max. Can too. Watch. Maxo swung his staff in a wide arc just like before, and the same black sparkles filled the air. Before the heroes could be frozen, Max tossed a small cloth pouch high up into the air. It was filled tight with a powder, and it exploded up in the sky. Whatever was in the pouch spread out in all directions, and the black sparkles from Maxo's freeze attack instantly dropped to the ground. No one froze, and Maxo seethed growling through his teeth and glaring at Max. The red dragon pumped his wings and lifted up into the air. Flames burst from his mouth, keeping the other dragons at bay. Max quickly climbed on Eugene, and they lifted off as well. The skies lit up in a bright display of battle. The rainbow dragon blasted beams of colorful light at the red dragon. The shadow dragon leaped at Maxo from all sides, slashing with his sharp claws. Eugene and the Red Dragon blasted at each other with streams of flame. And Max and Maxo filled the skies with magical explosions, trying to land a shot while maneuvering their dragons. Milo tracked them all from his place in the tree. He pulled his bow taut and targeted the Red Dragon as it flew circles high up in the air. The dragons fought the Red Dragon back toward Milo's position. Eugene and Shade tackled the red dragon up in the air and he fell to the ground, smashing down so hard the leaves on the trees shook. Eugene and Shade then backed away, hoping the red dragon was close enough for Milo to take a shot. Milo was ready. He tracked the red dragon, his bow moving along with the beast. The red dragon reared up on his back two legs and roared, breathing fire up into the air at Sheila. Milo released the arrow and it sailed through the air right for the red dragon's chest. Before the beast could set back down on four legs, the arrow landed and the glass vial shattered, spraying black potion all over the red dragon. The black liquid spread over the dragon like a spider web stretching out along its scales. The dragon roared again and Maxo leaped off his back wondering what was wrong. 
Before their very eyes, the red dragon twisted and growled and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. His deep, terrible growls quieted until they were no louder than the noise of an angry dog. Finally, in less than a minute, the red dragon had shrunk to be smaller than Milo in June. What have you done? roared Maxo. He swung his staff all around his head in a circle, and a blast of magical energy pounded out in all directions, knocking down Max and the other dragons. Maxo turned to the tree Milo was still hiding in. He figured out what had happened and sought revenge. Milo froze for a second and remembered the plan. He leaped down from the tree in one jump and took off, running as fast as he could to lure Maxo over to the rock where June was hiding. June saw them coming and activated her ring. She pressed the red gem and went completely invisible. Maxo chased Milo at top speed. Milo ran for his life, knowing that Maxo would catch up to him eventually. He just needed to run fast enough to reach the big rock before Maxo caught up with him. He huffed and puffed and his legs burned as he chugged along at max speed. He approached the rock, ran right past it, and as he did, June leaped up with the net in her hands. It was light, nearly weightless, as she held it. She tossed it up in Maxo's path, and he was running too fast to stop. Maxo put his hands up and ran right into the net. As he did, it became impossibly heavy. He crumpled to the ground under its weight. Maxo struggled in the dirt, pushing up against the net and trying to wiggle and crawl to the edge to get out from under it. Max and the other dragons were just now recovering from Maxo's blast that knocked them down. June and Milo were keeping their distance as Maxo struggled. Maxo was able to grab onto his staff and activate its magical powers from beneath the crushing net. A laser blast shot out from his staff, cutting and melting the magical net like the hot wax of a candle. Maxo was furious. He stood up from the ruined magical net and turned to Max. Even from where Max was standing, he could see his brother's eyes glowing red with rage. Max made a split-second decision. He decided that it was too risky to have an enraged Maxo right there by Milo and June. He grabbed the nearby red dragon and held him under one arm and ran for the cave entrance. His idea was to lure Maxo to come after him, and it worked. Maxo and Max started a foot race to the cave entrance, and June and Milo followed. Max, Maxo, June, and Milo all rushed into the dark cave where they stumbled down the tunnels and into the darkness. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. Our next episode will be Maxo Strikes Part 4, the thrilling conclusion of the series. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and questions to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com and find hours more content at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.